You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Hey gang, TGIF, the fire is out at that key Ukraine nuclear plant. The very latest as I come on air and I'm relying on the Associated Press. Ukrainian firefighters on Friday extinguished a blaze at Europe's biggest nuclear plant that was ignited by a Russian attack and no radiation was released, U.N. and Ukrainian officials said, as Russian forces pressed their campaign to cripple the country despite global condemnation. There's that headline from Ukraine. There is also the fact that President Macron, French President Macron, spoke with Putin. He plays the role, I guess, of being Putin's lifeline, and it's a good thing at least that he has one. Russian President Vladimir Putin called French President Macron yesterday in what appeared to have been a markedly more tense exchange than prior conversations. When the call ended, Macron was convinced that, quote, the worst is yet to come. There's a raging debate now in the United States about our oil dependency and whether we should be purchasing any oil at this time from Russia. I was going to make that the survey question of the day, but in light of Lindsey Graham saying that, He thinks the only way this ends is for somebody in Russia to take the guy out. I ended up going for that. And I'll tell you more about that in just a moment. But first, something a little bit unusual. I spoke with a gentleman today in Lviv in Ukraine, and I I want you to hear a part of our conversation. This is Artem Barabash. You might remember, if you're a close observer of this program, Artem Barabash is a lawyer from Kiev. He works with a firm called Asters. That's a Ukrainian law firm. And this is how I met him. He's a member of the Alumni Association of the Canada-Ukraine Parliamentary Program. A year ago, January, so 14 months ago, out of the blue, I received this communication from Artem Barabash, then participating in a Canadian parliamentary program, and he wanted to interview me about my perception and knowledge of Ukraine politics because he knew that I had some uh, genealogical, you know, familial connection to Ukraine. And I went back and I looked embarrassingly at our exchanges from last January, embarrassing because uh, here I am saying to him, quote, I'm not sure I have anything of value to add to what you're looking for. I want to be helpful, but I don't, frankly, have much of a knowledge of what's going on in Ukraine. I feel differently about that today for the obvious reasons. I ended up doing the interview, 
And the interview ended up being much more about American politics than it was what was going on in Ukraine. But Artem and I established a relationship. He's the one who caused me to really want to get to the bottom of, well, okay, where is my family from over there? Because the Carpathian Mountains, the Austro-Hungarian Empire, is all that I'd been told when I was a kid, or Ukrainian, I'd been told later in life. So, long story short, Artem puts me in touch with Yaroslav, Yaroslav Lyseko. Yaroslav is a genealogist. He's the one who traced my roots to a, a village that no longer exists, although a cemetery does, called Swershova Ruska. Yes, once part of, you know, that whole region and, and the Austro-Hungarian Empire today, literally, in modern-day Poland. So, for all of these reasons, I've been thinking about Artem in Ukraine and early this morning was able to track him down. He has now moved to Lviv and here's a part of what he shared with me. I know it's a little hard to understand, but at least it gives you a perspective from someone who's actually there right now in Ukraine and providing some observations. Artem, thank you so much. I hope you are safe. Uh, Thank you, Michael. Nice to hear you. It's day eight of the Russian assault. Where is home for you? Actually, I left uh, Kiev on 25th of February, uh, one day after the full-scale invasion of Russia uh, began. And as as a civilian, I have no military experience, um, and I thought for myself it would be uh, appropriate uh, this... uh, Together with uh, three of my other uh, uh, lawyers, colleagues, lawyers, we uh, took uh, cars and um, went away uh, to Lviv uh, to uh, find uh, a more more uh, safe place for us. Home for you is Kiev. You left Kiev and you went to Lviv more recently to find temporary shelter. Yes, yes. Uh, I believe uh, taking into account the situation which is uh, now in Ukraine, I believe um, uh, this temporary shelter will be uh, like, uh, we don't know actually uh, how long would it take to end the war and um, uh, uh, I fear that Lviv is uh, like my new home for now and I do, know, do not know uh, anything about uh, our future prospects uh, and uh, prospects um, of returning to my home city, Kiev, uh, uh, because uh, you, you, you've seen all these uh, pictures, and uh, I've uh, witnessed a horrific scene of uh, panic which uh, like, um, has captured the city. Uh, and its citizens, uh, uh, it, it's, it's a horrific scene, in fact, when you see that uh, four million city, like, um, is on the run, mostly on the run. Of course, uh, there are a lot of people who joined uh, the military force, there are a lot of people who joined uh, local militia guards, but, in fact, uh, many civilians just, uh, have left the city, and um, um, it's a, a horrific scene, a shocking scene for me. Um, we have uh, not believed that this might happen 
in the euro. What is life like in Lviv right now for you? Is there electricity? Is there water? Are there food supplies? Uh, yes, Lviv is safe uh, for now, and uh, we uh, did not witness uh, bombardments of um, like um, um, uh, districts in Lviv. We uh, live only suffered from bombardments like military uh, objects, uh, military barracks, and other uh, facilities uh, of uh, military um, uh, use. They were, in fact, um, like bombarded, but uh, Lviv is uh, safe for, for, for civilians for now. Um, uh, we have water, we have electricity, and uh, everything is fine. In fact, cave uh, also, as I understand, I... Uh, maintain communications with uh, many uh, of my friends who remain in Kiev. Uh, in fact, uh, many districts, uh, they have electricity. They, uh, I, I, I wouldn't say about water supply for now, but uh, as I understand, even my um, flat in Kiev, uh, uh, the electricity supply was not ceased, uh, like, in my flat. Are uh, you, and uh, are the you... same report. Yeah, I'm sorry. Are you contemplating joining the resistance, the military? Um, uh, I have no military experience. I currently help um, volunteers um, uh, to support Ukrainian uh, army with uh, necessary supply uh, items, ne- uh, items necessary for um, uh, fighting with Russians. Uh, but uh, indeed, if... Uh, Things become worse, and uh, uh, they continue to push into our land. I, I, I think it would be the option for me to join the military. Uh, currently, Ukrainian forces are overwhelmed with these public uh, publications from uh, former soldiers, uh, res- uh, uh, persons who were in military reserve, and we. Um, as uh, I, as a person without no military experience, I am not uh, like um, in the priority for now for Ukrainian uh, uh, army, what? and um, they need to enlist uh, uh, people who have military experience. I don't uh, have such experience, and uh, now I only have volunteers. But yes, I would wish to join military forces if things become worse. I wish you all good things. Is your family safe, and where are they? Yes, for now, my family is uh, near Krivirich. It's the city uh, to the south, uh, on the southern part of Ukraine. If you um, heard uh, this uh, recent news about um, Energodar um, uh, uh, atomic um, electricity power plant, and uh, it's seizure by, by Russian forces. Uh, my family uh, is uh, like um, 60 kilometers to the west from this uh, atomic electricity uh, station, which were captured uh, recently by Russian forces. From in the, the nuclear plant, Europe's largest nuclear yes. plant. Europe's, yes, uh, Europe's largest nuclear plant. And I now fear for their safety, but... Uh, uh, I, I had a conversation uh, an hour ago with them, and um, 
things are, um, are normal for, for now. They are safe and uh, something like that. Artem, Godspeed. I wish you well. I hope that Ukraine is successful. Thank you, Michael. Nice to hear you, and thank you for your support. Uh, it, uh, I really appreciate it. So that was my dialogue with Artem Barabash, a lawyer from Kiev, working at a firm called Asters. That's a Ukrainian law firm, a member of the Alumni Association of the Canada-Ukraine Parliamentary Program. That is how I met him. Obviously, as he just told me, he's he's now in Lviv, and we wish him Lviv, pardon me, and we wish him uh, Godspeed. Okay, um, one other thing. One of the thing that I, I want to get to and I want you to hear, you, you know, I talked earlier this week. In fact, I'm supposed to have him on CNN tomorrow about how Tom Friedman says there, there are one of three ways that this ends. Way number one is that it ends ugly, that a lot of people get killed and it goes on for a long, long time and it's a total disaster. Scenario number two is that there is a dirty deal struck where Putin gets the Russian-speaking areas in the easternmost region of Ukraine and NATO commits to never joining, pardon me, and Ukraine commits to never joining NATO. The third scenario is that Putin gets toppled. Well, I was watching Hannity last night, clicking around the dial, trying to take it all in. Uh, Lo and behold, Lindsey Graham is the guest, and he says this. The Biden administration is to the left of the German Green Party and to the left of Nancy Pelosi. That's our basic problem. You can talk about this until you fall over. Here's the problem. They didn't do this on Trump's watch, Russia, because Trump would have kicked their ass. What's happened is that Putin looks at Biden. He sized him up. He thinks he can get away with it. And he's going to keep going and going and going. And nobody in the West is going to stop him. How does this end? Somebody in Russia has to step up to the plate. Is there Brutus in Russia? Is there a more successful Colonel Stauffenberg in the <coughs> Russian military? The only way this ends, my friend, is for somebody in Russia to take this guy out. You would be doing your country a great service and the world a great service. The Stauffenberg reference, I'm sure not lost on the POTUS audience. Today's survey question, and I, I wrestled with whether to put Lindsey Graham's name in it because I thought if I put it kind of poisons it. People then are voting for or against Lindsey Graham. But when I just used the quote, it didn't look right. It looked kind of deceitful by omission. So here it is. Do you agree with Lindsey Graham that the only way this ends is for somebody in Russia to take this guy out? This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com.
quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. Another question, how much more are you willing to pay at the pump if it hurts Putin? I mean, here's a way that we can all help, right? There's nothing really that you can do, although I must say one of my sons told me something interesting last night. I must say I'm getting a lot of material at the dinner table lately that people are renting. Have you heard of this? People, you know this already. Did Emma tell you? What you're about to say? Airbnbs? Yep. And not only that. Why didn't you tell me? I, you know what? There's just only so much that yeah. we can can come out. You go, you go ahead. You say it. Okay. So people are renting Airbnbs with no intention of going to the Airbnb, right. but it's just a, a means of it's just a means of putting money in the hands of Ukrainians who are in desperate situations. And there's one step further than that. When word got out that that's what people were doing, Airbnb has now waived their fees for any property in in Ukraine. Now so you're holding out. That's that pretty cool. That detail I did not have. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. So bravo all around. You know, it was to Ukraine before all this started that I had to go to, um, was it Acme or Giant? Giant and send a money order for 500 bucks to Ukraine. I felt like a drug dealer. Didn't I tell you that story? No. What? Yeah. yeah. I, I had to send 500 bucks to Ukraine. This goes back two months. And I, the whole process was just like, I didn't, and, and I was convinced there was no way it was going to get to the right hands. I barely left the parking lot. And the guy emailed me and said, hey, thanks for the dough. Because you can't Venmo? Um, he wanted a Western Union. Isn't I have no idea. Going old school. I didn't even know Western Union was still at it, but they were. Interesting. Okay. Anyway, I don't think it's that interesting. Here is an interesting question. How much more, maybe, maybe you can put a number on it. Maybe you can put a number on it. How much more are you willing to pay for a gallon of gas if you know it's hurting Putin to do so? Now, on that question, I think that there's going to be unanimity among us that we pay more at the pump. We're willing to pay more at the pump. Although I should say that Patrick DeHaan, who's the head of petroleum analysis at Gas Buddy, 
says the average price, this was February 28 that he said it, so just a couple of days ago, the average price in some U.S. cities will reach $5 a gallon in the next couple of weeks. Uh, already in San Francisco, yesterday, San Francisco became the first U.S. city with an average gas price of more than $5 per gallon. So are the rest of us ready to pay that and then some if you know that's the price that has to be paid to shut off our importation of Russian oil, there's a corresponding question, which is, okay, what if we're in agreement? Because you're going you're gonna to find that Nancy Pelosi, speaking of San Francisco, is one of those who says, yes, I think we need to shut off Russian oil. But she doesn't go the other step that Republicans want to do, which is let's restart the Keystone Pipeline. Let us expand oil exploration. It's it's really a twofer. And can you do one without doing the other? From CNN, bipartisan pressure is mounting on the Biden administration to end all Russian oil imports and sanction Russia's energy sector as Vladimir Putin continues to escalate the war in Ukraine. While the administration moved quickly to put economic pressure on Russia, cutting it off from global financial markets in a matter of days, Putin's military assault shows no sign of stopping heavy bombing missile strikes. You know that. In response, angry U.S. lawmakers from across the political spectrum are publicly urging the administration to hit Putin where it hurts the most, imposing sanctions on Russia's massive energy sector. They also introduced several proposals in the last few days that would end Russian oil imports to the U.S. during the crisis. The administration remains concerned over inflation and already high gas prices, which could skyrocket if President Biden takes the step. I'm sure part of that is not wanting to hurt the American people in the wallet, and part of it is the knowledge that the midterm elections are coming, things already boding poorly for the Ds, largely because of inflation, among other factors, 40-year high for inflation. So I'm sure the calculus within the White House is, oh, my God, the last thing we can do is commit an act that we know is going to increase gas prices. A Democratic lawmaker who supports sanctioning Russian oil exports said the White House faces a difficult decision because of the potential ramifications like how it could roil the energy markets, driving up gas prices domestically. There's also a political dimension at play because Republicans have been hammering Biden and other Democrats on climbing prices already. Uh, Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts, here's here's sort of an illustration of that second issue of, okay. If we say no more Russian oil, what are we then going to do relative to exploration? Markey and Roger Marshall of Kansas each have plans. Markey does not offer any solution to offset the incoming oil to the United States. Whereas legislation introduced by Marshall would ban all domestic imports of Russian oil and immediately ramp up domestic production of oil, including restarting the Keystone AL pipeline and removing burdensome regulations from American energy producers, according to a release. Here's some of what is being said on this issue. Uh, Let me just think of who I'll go with first. Why don't we go first with Nancy Pelosi yesterday? Pushed by some Democrats to ban the import of Russian oil. And mm-hmm. I believe that Senators Manchin and Murkowski are going to uh, 
put forth a bill on that today. Where do you stand? I'm, against, I'm all for that. Ban it. Ban the oil. Ban the oil come from Russia. Yep. Jen Psaki, yesterday, speaking on behalf of the Biden administration from the White House. Our objective and the president's objective uh, has been to maximize impact on President Putin and Russia while minimizing impact to us and our allies and partners. And I know you've heard me say this a few times before, but we don't have a strategic interest in reducing the global supply of energy. Uh, and that would raise prices at the gas pump for the American people uh, around the world um, because it would reduce the supply available. And- I wonder if there'll be a change in that position today, tomorrow, or in the near future. The president was last asked about this, as best I know, Wednesday. He's leaving the White House. You'll probably hear Marine One in the background. So this was a brief exchange on the subject. President, are you considering banning Russian oil imports? Uh, nothing is off the table. Do you think that there's a- It'll make a great survey question. I may do it tomorrow. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. Breaking news. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene is calling it 
dangerous and unhinged. Senator Ted Cruz, this is an exceptionally bad idea. Who are they both talking about? They're both talking about, well, how about one more? Ilhan Omar. Well, Omar, these are not helpful, aren't helpful comments. Uh, Who else? Well, that gives you a good feel. Do you want me to play along? They're Both. all talking about Putin. They're all talking about uh, Lindsey Graham. There you go. They are talking about Lindsey Graham. Senator Graham sharply criticized, this is from the Washington Post, by fellow lawmakers on both sides of the aisle Thursday, after Thursday, saying that the only way to end the crisis is to assassinate Vladimir Putin. I've already played the audio. It is the survey question. Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, this is an exceptionally bad idea. Sanctions and boycotts of Russian oil and gas are solutions, what we're talking about right now, along with military aid for the Ukrainians. But we should not be calling for the assassination of heads of state. Marjorie Taylor Greene, who to thunk it? We need leaders with calm minds and steady wisdom, she says. Not bloodthirsty, warmongering politicians trying to tweet tough by demanding assassinations. Ilhan Omar, I really wish our members of Congress would cool it and regulate their remarks as the administration works to avoid World War III, as the world pays attention to how the U.S. and its leaders are responding. The Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older. Like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. 